Here is a question that I received from Lucas, and it's about having seen a movie as a child that kind of freaked him out and continues to freak him out. And um, I know I certainly had that experience, and uh, perhaps you did too. Hi, Dr. Kenner. I had a childhood trauma. When I was quite young, my mom took me to the movies to see the famous Disney film, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. The film, as witnessed by many, contains a lot of cruel moments, probably not suitable for such young ages. The film started, and I witnessed a man in black in a, excuse me a man on a black horse killing a gypsy woman outside a church and then thinking of drowning her baby in a nearby well. My mom said that I was a little anxious at the start. Up until the scene when the crowd starts humiliating the good-natured Quasimodo, at that moment I was crying loudly in the theater, and I was begging my mother to leave. So we left, and all this left me with an extra trauma inside. Two or three years after this event, unaware of the trauma, I watched the whole movie again. Obviously the trauma got worse. The scene where Judge Frollo sings Hellfire, revealing his lustful mo motives in a room full of red demons, still haunts me. Even nowadays, I can't sleep when these images come to mind. I sweat out of fear. Any suggestion to help me deal with these images, Lucas? So... Lucas, when any of us have images in our mind that we don't like, maybe it's from a war. Uh, if you, if you know, someone's returning from a war and they saw bloodshed, maybe they saw their buddies killed in a war, or maybe it's the trauma of having seen something as a child. It could have been even a horror movie. I think this is called one of Disney's dark movies, The Hunchback of Notre Dame. I've never seen it, actually. I was surprised. I looked it up online and saw a few clips of it, and I said, oh, oh, I see what you saw. Um, uh, uh, but it could be trauma from your childhood. It could be some sort of abuse, and you get the memories back. How do you deal with that? Well, the way not to deal with it is to just let it go on untended, because then it will haunt you for the rest of your life. Uh, the way to deal with it, there are wonderful, wonderful cognitive therapy skills that you can learn that can help you play with the imagery, can help you, when I say play with it, I'll talk about that in a moment, can really look at what you're saying to yourself when you're traumatized, Can you can learn how to fade it over time, and you can learn the antidote, which I'll also talk about in a moment. So let's take each one of these. So The Hunchback of Notre Dame, so, you know, it's a very heroic movie, but it's also a very tragic story. So seeing at it, I do know the story. Um, so seeing it as a kid can leave you what? It can leave you feeling, oh my gosh, the world's a heck of a scary place and people are cruel. And uh, what's my future look like if it's so dark and you can't trust anybody and the good people seem to lose in the movie? So how do you deal with, you know, you get that whole emotion when you see those images in your mind again when they come back. All of that comes back as a package, this dark view of yourself, the world, or other people, or the hope that may not be dark about yourself, but just like, well, what's the use? Why bother? You know, this, to sum it up, um, good, good, lose, uh, good loses and bad seems to win. Bad seems to win the day. And so what you say to yourself, so what you can do, you can play with the imagery and come up with your own endings or come up with uh, 
different way of looking at it. So we had good wins and bad loses. Now that's not always successful. I mean, some people have changed. They have nightmares and they are able to play around in their waking hours with the endings, funnier endings to nightmares, turn them into a playful animated movie or cartoon, or have the people kind of melt like in The Wizard of Oz, the witch, I'm melting, I'm melting. You can change the imagery or you can even have it be silly. You know, the, the bad bad guy turns into, you pull back the curtain and you see some goofy guy that's got a scary voice that they're making sound scary. So you can play around with the imagery itself and you could go get some cognitive therapy help for that too. There's an, uh, um, you can go to the website academyofct.org, but you can also change what you say to yourself. If you're saying, not again, this will never go away. Oh, that's not good because you're telling your subconscious, don't ever let this scary imagery go away. Instead, you want to say, oh, just this nonsense from childhood that used to scare me. I'm not going to play that game anymore. And over time, those type of messages tend to dismiss the content a little bit at a time. When I was a little kid, my babysitter took me to see Edgar Allan Poe movies, and that scared the bejeebas out of me, whatever the bejeebas are. And I have avoided horror movies for the rest of, I will for the rest of my life, but I just don't watch them. Even very dark scenes in movies, even in the Pirates of the Caribbean, I'm not a fan of seeing skeletons dancing and freaky looking ski monsters. So what do I do? I just don't watch them. And if I do catch a glimmer of them, I remember that these are p people putting on silly masks and they don't scare me. And then the antidote to all of these. What is the antidote? Instead of watching horror movies, watch great movies, movies that make you smile, that make you feel like life is wonderful, exciting, adventurous, that you can achieve great things in life. And one of my favorite movies, if you want to smile, is Singing in the Rain. I know it's an old one, but it's my favorite one. I brought my kids up on it. They watched it umpteen times. There's also Beauty and the Beast, which is a better movie, Tangled. Tangled, if you're looking for Disney movies, um, gives you a sense that the world's more open to your achieving value. And that's what we want. We want to be able to set these wonderful goals and, and pursue our dreams. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and my show is The Rational Basis of Happiness. Uh, you can always jot down my number and think about something to ask me. Give me a call during the week. My, again, toll-free, 1-877-DRKENNER. When I entered my marriage, I left my true self at the door. Now I don't even know who I am anymore. My girlfriend doesn't want to make anyone mad. I never know how she truly feels. And I'm clueless when it comes to pleasing her sexually. She won't express what she likes. How many lose themselves in a romantic relationship, feeling unimportant, taken for granted? Or perhaps they lie or cheat and think their partner should forgive and forget. I am Dr. Ellen Kenner, clinical psychologist and co-author with Dr. Edwin Locke of the Romance Guidebook, The Selfish Path to Romance. Provocative title? I know. By selfish, we mean the self-valuing, self-nurturing way to romance. You never want to lose yourself in a relationship. You want to create a win-win partnership to value your own and each other's goals and dreams. Discovering how to be true to yourself in a romantic partnership is learnable and key to romantic happiness. Check out our book with its daring title, The Selfish Path to Romance, at Amazon or SelfishRomance.com.